You're listening to episode 33, One Year Later. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is on a mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Are you missing your daily dose of inspiration and empowerment? Don't worry. Wake Up and Show Up Live has you covered. We are bringing you tools, inspiration, and empowerment to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. We are live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. You can find us on all social media platforms at I Am Portia Scott and on YouTube at Wake Up with Portia Scott. We want to keep in touch with you beyond this podcast. And now we can by text. If you text the phrase wake up to 31996, you get a dose of encouragement. We'll notify you when a new episode is available and all the cool things we have going on around here. Text the phrase wake up to 31996. Hello, darlings, and welcome to this week's episode. We are in day 9,564. I kind of feel like I should actually do the intro. Okay, go ahead. Do All the right. intro. Uh-huh. What am I supposed to say specifically? What? Just intro, regular intro. You could just do a regular intro. Okay. Hello, 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 darlings, and welcome to this week's episode. My name is John Scott, and I am the husband of Portia Scott. Portia Scott, who is the mind, who is the 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 brand behind the entire wake up and show up um, uh, media suite, per se. I'm so fortunate, so I'm happy that I get to, I'm calling this husband takeover. I had an opportunity to jump in and be the host of the Wake Up and Show Up Live on today. And then as we re- are recording this, it is currently April 22nd. So it's real time. I believe this episode is going live this week. And so I'm calling it husband takeover week of the Wake Up and Show Up movement. And so today what we're going to do is I'm going to get an opportunity to kind of flip the script on our host, Portia Scott, and I will be interviewing her because we just celebrated a massive, massive milestone. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit throughout the interview. But it really is just one year ago this week, or actually it was last Friday, that uh, I remember driving to her office for her to drop off her keys and her laptop. So she has been full-time entrepreneurship for one full year. And it's been an exciting year. And I've been so fortunate and so blessed to have a front row seat you know, to the decision to do that. And then also to the journey up until this point. And so Without further ado, what I want you to do is I want you to join me in welcoming the host of the Wake Up and Show Up movement and podcast. Uh, she is my wife, Portia Scott. Thank you so much for joining for having me. I say joining because I'm so used to being yes. on the other side. But thank you so much for having me. Well, and thank you for 
doing this interview. Yeah, well, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be a guest on the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. I want you to know that um, we don't just bring anybody onto our podcast. And so the fact that you are able to make it here today really speaks to your work ethic and just your contribution to humanity. So thank you for being here. Well, I feel honored to be here. I've you heard should. so much about the Wake Up and Show Up media suite um, and the Porsche Scott media brand yeah. that I'm so excited that you guys thought that I would be a great guest. That's so right. that means a lot to me. Thank that you. is correct. That is correct. That is correct. So anyway, I'm very proud of you. I want you Thank to know you. that. And I'm so happy for this interview because you are a control freak. When you kind of look at your archetypes, you like to be a complete you. control. It's so archetype. What is so, an archetype? So, it's a behavior. Look right? at you. <laughs> so 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 what's happening right now is my wife probably she's literally those of you all that are listening by the podcast she has to be going crazy on the inside because she has no idea of the questions I'm going to ask her she is not in control but here's what I want you to know is that you're safe right Aww. and so I've got your best interest in mind and I am going to kind of lead you on this journey where I believe that we're going to be able to kind of pull out the truths the practices the principles the inspiration that's needed because maybe there's someone else on the exact same journey or right. someone thinking about joining that journey or maybe they're in a completely different space I believe that principles applied in different contexts can still yield meaningful results right, right? and so so good. Are you ready to get right into I this? I am ready to get interview? right into this interview. I'm Let's super excited about it. it. Let's do it. So I want to start out with something fun. We always like to start out with the question, what are you grateful for? And so I'm gonna ask you that question, sweet love. What are you grateful for? If I had to sum up what this interview was about and what we were celebrating, I am grateful for the year of mm. stretching. I love it. I'm grateful for the year of stretching because this year took me completely out of my comfort zone of control. Mm -hmm. And I did something that was, I'm very risk averse. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> this year has stretched me in a way that I don't believe I would have experienced had I not, had we not come together as a family to do that. So yeah. I'd say, I am grateful for this year of stretching. I love it. Grateful for the stretching. Yes. That's sometimes uncomfortable. Oh, no, not sometimes. It was very <laughs> uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. This year had But some, there were some great there moments, There were some too. really, yeah. really high highs, but there were some really low lows. Yeah. And so, okay. Okay. You're not the, I'm you, not the interviewer. You, you're not the interviewer. This I won't time. Oprah you. All right. Oh, I won't <laughs> let you Oprah be. What we mean by that, if you ever study interviewers and Oprah, what Oprah does is that people, she feeds people the answer that she wants them to give. And I'm telling you, watch oh, her she's style. At it. And like 95% of the people, yeah, that's what I was meaning. And, and then like, they see, elaborate, but you it's know, still so, the answer she drives it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're not going to. Oprah me. Okay. I, I here's my first question for you, love, is paint the picture, right? It's it's summer and the quarantine is over and we're having beverages on our back patio and you can only invite five people, dead or alive, five people. 
Uh, what's the theme? What are we serving? And who are you inviting? Five people dead or alive. We're having beverages and just hanging out on our back patio. Who are those five people? What's the theme? What are we serving? It's going to have to be a brunch theme. Okay. That's what we love. So like brunch. Let's see where we're going to have brunch at, though. Uh Let's say brunch in South Africa. Nice. In the middle of Mandela Square. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's brunch in South Africa. And the attire is going to be African chic. Like, let's do African chic, right? right. So, yes. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, what are we having? Where are we eating? Because I'm right there with you. I'm in Madiba Square. Yes. What are we eating? Oh, we're 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 at Wang Thai. I do it. I do it. I do it. We're at Wang Thai. And, um, yes. I love that. I love that. And so, here's the cool part. Who am I inviting? Who are the five people that's there, dead or alive, that's there? You don't count, right? I don't count. Because oh, no, you're going to be there. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of okay. course. So Darling. five people, dead <laughs> or alive, obvious, the obvious, mm-hmm. the obvious, we're in South Africa, so who am I inviting? Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, Trevor Noah. Noah is definitely going to be there. Um, Kathy Hughes Kathy is Hughes, going that's good. to be there. Um, so Trevor, Kathy Hughes is going to be there. I am also going to invite um, Michelle. Why, okay, why Why Trevor. Uh, because he's funny. he's funny. Okay. I think because I was going to say, because who would imagine that right now, I think he has over 7 million followers. Mm-hmm. People love him from all over the globe. Love and it. so he did it from a little poor boy in South Africa that his family had to hide him. So, so specifically. Yeah. Yes. So Trevor Noah, Kathy Hughes, mm-hmm. you already I know why else? Kathy Hughes. Um, number three would be uh, Michelle. Obama. Okay. It would be Michelle Obama. Um, number four would be Ellen. Ellen. Okay. <laughs> number four would be Ellen. And I think. Num- you know, Ellen's one of my favorite people, right? I know. We she have a is. lot in common. Similar style. We both have wives named Portia. Right. Spelled the same way, too. It actually is spelled the same there you way. Go. Yeah. Ellen. And then I am going to invite. Oh, this fifth person is so hard. But I think um, the fifth person I would invite is Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I know. But I like it. Yeah. I like it. So you've got all women and me and Trevor. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Yes. I'm equal opportunity. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I love that. That sounds like it's going to be a fun time. Now I want to get right into the the meat of it all. Okay. So I'm going to paint the picture is that we pulled into the driveway, the parking lot rather of your office Mm -hmm. last April, nearly like one year and one week ago, basically to the date And we dropped off your laptop and your keys. And I remember looking at you and you were looking so beautiful. Your weave was flowing. You had on your nice um, hat and tears filled your eyes. And I want you to one word only, one word only to describe what you were feeling in that moment. Um, Only one word. Oh, goodness. You talk about that day and um, tears fill my eyes now. And if I had to describe it, 
It would be pride. Pride. I love it. Why pride? pride? Because it was in that moment or those moments, right, Mm -hmm. um, that led up to this one kind of Mm -hmm. boom. And I was proud that each of those steps that I made to get there Mm -hmm. within that last year and a half, Mm -hmm. I did it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And it was so authentic to who I was Mm -hmm. that I was proud. I was proud that I got to take my family on Mm -hmm. this journey Mm -hmm. and begin this journey with me. Mm -hmm. I was proud at the way that I left. Mm -hmm. Like I, I left with integrity. Mm -hmm. I left just the way that I would have always seen it. Mm -hmm. I left right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I left there with a mark Mm -hmm. in that place. Mm -hmm. And then I am creating a place that I was able to put a mark on as well. So Mm -hmm. I was very, very proud. I love that. I love that. And so for those of you all that are listening to the episode that if want to hear more about that story, then what I'll do is I'll refer you back to episode two, right? It was episode two. What was the name of that? The Office. The Office. Mm -hmm. And there was another one too. Uh, the first one is, so the first one is Serenity. Serenity and that talks in the about office, the, yeah. ev- the very, very, the yeah. moment when we knew, knew we had been yep. planning, but we knew. And then um, the, the second office. episode is The Office. I love it. So episode one and two really kind of goes into that journey that my wife's talking about that led up to that sense of pride, that one word that was there. So I highly recommend go back and listen to episode one and two, combine them together, have a cup of coffee and enjoy. Here's my next question, baby. So it's been a full year, right? Since we dropped off the keys. I figured that'd be a good thing, right? We dropped the keys a year ago. And so if you had to decide and it, I, I think I can kind of lean into a word because I've been there along the journey, kind of watching you and walking with you step by step and wowed and amazed at just your resiliency, your creativity, your quest for learning, The though you risk adverse, the risk that you've taken. But now here we are a year later. What is one word to describe the journey over the last year? So the word a year ago was pride. Mm-hmm. Now we know, right? We've got some points on the board. We've had some wins and some misses. We've had some answers and some questions. One year later, what's the word to describe the journey? Runway. The word, yeah. So Tell me about that. I use this word because I remember, I think we all have this idea And once you do something, you have the idea and then you have the reality of that idea. And sometimes that idea doesn't have the bumps in the road. It doesn't have the detours. Mm -hmm. That idea is very thought out in your mind Mm -hmm. and clear. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the year, it's been a runway. I remember you and I had this conversation and I was feeling like, um, it's not, it's, it's not happening. And, and to kind of go back a little bit is when I left, I was ready to go full force mm-hmm. and get clients and do all these things. And you gave me the most precious gift mm-hmm. that anybody could ever give me. And you gave me time. What girl, what I don't go to me, go to tell the people how I did it. You told me that you said, Portia, push pause. Mm-hmm. 
take some months off. That's right. And for me, I was like, no, I got to immediately make money and immediately do this because I had seen and you gave me the gift of time. Mm. And that time allowed me to do it my way, Mm. to put my stamp, to do it maybe how everybody else isn't doing it. And so you gave me that time to be creative, Mm. but the time to be with my family, Mm -hmm. which is the real reason why I stopped and why I wanted to go into business for myself was Mm -hmm. to have that control over my time. Mm -hmm. And you gave me that. Mm -hmm. So going back to the runway is that oftentimes we think of entrepreneurship because we've seen somebody where we don't see them at the beginning. We Mm -hmm. see them in the middle or when they've reached this pinnacle or this uh success factor Mm -hmm. right that we have put on as this looks like success and we think it's a rocket ship Mm -hmm. but entrepreneurship is a runway Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things Mm -hmm. that i remember when it was a low low that you said babe entrepreneurship is a runway Mm -hmm. and um and it's not a rocket ship Mm -hmm. so a runway Mm mm-hmm I fully agree. I love that. I think that's so good. So thinking about that runway, thinking about um, just the 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 progressive acceleration, you know, that sometimes takes some time Mm -hmm. and then we kind of lift off and then we elevate over time. But we've got to consistently kind of do the work, make the appropriate investments, looking inward at yourself over the last year on this runway, what would you say? Um, take a minute and 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 kind of share with us what's the biggest thing that Portia has learned about Portia? The one thing I've learned about, about you, me, yeah. I I would have to say the one thing that I learned about me was to trust me I love that. and that I, I think, let me put it this way is that I could trust me. Mm. That's the one thing that I learned is that I could trust me, that I could trust my skill and my experience. But most of all, I could trust that inner gut, that feeling, you know, um, that that is right. Mm-hmm. And I could trust it and mm-hmm. it would lead me where I needed to go, even if it didn't look like everybody else. Cause man, this didn't look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I came out, I was going to create, uh, this company, you and I, mm-hmm. um, around culture mm-hmm. and, um, and I had to pivot mm-hmm. and that pivot came from me trusting the inner me and what was going on in the inside. So I have learned that I can trust me. Yeah. I love that. Isn't that the beauty of the, of, of, of the power of, of the woman though, right? right? (laughs) It's this instinctive nature that a woman has that I personally believe that that's, that's, that's deeply embedded in the fabric of humanity Mm -hmm. is the instinct of a woman, right? We think about our mothers and think about how they nurtured literally humanity. And even within our community, when you kind of look at our community, meaning that black folks, right? (laughs) Even within our community, and you look at the position of women of color in just America and even in some places around the world would have caused the resiliency, which is the number one reason why the, 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 
biggest new demographic in entrepreneurship in most almost every industry to include college graduates are women of color. color. But mm-hmm. I would take that all the way back to like the days of slavery, all the way back to the villages in Africa. It's this instinctive nature that a woman has. And it's fascinating that in 2019 and in 2020, here it is, you get this opportunity to kind of give birth to this, to this media empire, right? To this wake up and show up brand. And the greatest thing that you've learned about yourself is to trust your instincts. And I would acknowledge you. And I would even go as far as say as your husband for the last 14 years, 15 years been kind of watching you navigate is that it's been your instincts all along that have been, you know, the, the catalyst to, that which lasts, that which yeah, is sustainable. I, I agree. I think we are so used to as women, but I could only speak to me. I trust my instinct in taking care of other people. Mm, I trust not, my instinct good. in being an amazing wife, an amazing mother, and a friend, and a sister, and a daughter. I trusted my instincts there. Oh, that's But good. when it had to do with me, yes. I, I didn't trust that. Why do you think that that is? This is so good, right? Because I think that you, you just hit something because I just talked about it from a male perspective, being the recipient of the instincts of a woman and how it's had this amazing historical impact on humanity. But I've never heard it from the angle of a woman saying, I can trust my instinct when it's it's time for me to be maternal when it's time for me to support someone else's vision right, right? Yeah. but then there's this struggle when With- it comes to what i want to birth out for me there's this internal question that happens and it has to create this conflict because you know your instincts work, right? Because we've got this proof throughout humanity Mm -hmm. that the instincts of a woman has killed it, right? Has done an amazing job. But being able to kind of turn and and trust that for the things that 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 that's that's good that's for you. For me. Yeah. And I yeah, it's hard because I could trust um, I know how to do this, or I have this skill, or I've had this education, or I've had this experience, but it, it's only, I think, the hard data, mm-hmm. right? But when you're coming in and saying instinctively, mm-hmm. can I make this decision mm-hmm. outside of that? Mm-hmm. And we've been, I mean, we are nurturers just by who we are right. as women. And so we know how to do that mm-hmm. and nurturing in the fact of others, mm-hmm. not necessarily nurturing us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's it is that for so long, we have always nurtured everyone else, mm-hmm. which has been good, but we have not been taught mm-hmm. to nurture mm-hmm. ourselves that's and to good. trust that just for our Selves. You know, I, I think it's and I'm just going to use um, from the Bible. We talk about the guy that said, I trust you, Lord, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. That's it, is that we trust our instincts for everything else. But help me, God, to mm-hmm. trust the instinct for myself. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I think that's so good. We can we can literally build a whole episode around just that because that is so good and so important. And my mind's going down this whole sociological, you know, uh, oh, uh, pathway right now to say this is why we've got to explore that in another episode. Back to this right here. I love the fact that you'll use instincts and to kind of trust you to describe the journey over the last year and also what you've learned about yourself. My next question then is, I watch you produce so much content. It started out just with the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But oh, while you're doing this podcast, you're also helping your husband kind of build this church and serve this church community. And I remember at the same time that you were launching the podcast, I also am flying around the globe, right? And so I need somebody to kind of step up and communicate when I can't communicate. So you're doing your podcast. Oh, my husband's gone. Now I got to step up and I got to create this whole new sermon and I got to speak on this. So all these things. And oh, by the way, you respond to the things that's happening in our culture with this weekly COVID-19 update. That's a new episode. And then now you come in and you add in a whole new daily show every single day. My question is, how have you found a continuous flow of content given the pace at which you kind of produce content and how you distribute that and how you serve in that offering. How have you found that continuous flow of content? You know, it's so funny. When I started the podcast, I never thought of myself as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I love stories. I love reading. You know that. Um, I am one that I love music like anyone else, but in the car, I'm going to be the first one to turn on a podcast or audio book to hear that story. And I think that when I started to do this, I started to open the book of my own stories. I love that. And I draw from that well of my own stories, my own experiences. And I am blessed that as a little girl, if I go back and I think about my experiences Mm. and I say experiences because those are the good, it's the bad, Mm -hmm. it's the great, it's the ugly. Mm -hmm. I draw from all of those experiences to develop the content that is needed. And when you're saying all of that stuff, I'm like, that's a lot of content. That's a lot Um, of content. And to be honest, you know, we do talk about repurposing content and every now and then I we'll go back and I'll pick a story. But for me, I try not to regurgitate the exact same thing, but I could talk about flight Mm -hmm. forever and um, able to put a different spin on it or Mm -hmm. able to add uh, another character that I didn't in the podcast, which could be the pilot or could be the husband or whatever it is. So adding to those stories um, and that's how I'm able to produce that heavy amount of content now that you say it, um, I would not be able to do this though without you guys. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when I say I draw from my stories, I draw from the stories of my friends, of my family, of you guys. And it's because you guys believe in me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, I could not do this without your support in saying, take your time. Mm -hmm. Right. I, 
I, I don't find, I know that everybody doesn't have or had that opportunity for somebody to say, Mm -hmm. I know we decided that you were going to jump into this business, but take a break, Mm -hmm. take time. And it let me develop those stories and develop my voice for those stories. And then my children, when Maddox says, Ma, you have a pretty good podcast. That's another story. Mm -hmm. Or when my daughter is building her own brand at 12 and says, I get why you Mm -hmm. love working in your business. Mm -hmm. That's another story. Mm -hmm. Um, Daryl coming on as my executive producer and helping with so much of the technical stuff. And my sister saying, hey, I'll come on and do this. And they don't get paid. Mm -hmm. And so those are the stories. Just everything that I think we miss out Mm -hmm. on the stories because we're so focused on getting to the destination. I love that. And it is the stories along the journey. Mm -hmm. It's the time at Santa Monica Pier Mm -hmm. that I can pull out that small thing. Mm -hmm. So I think if we take the small things in life, the power of one Mm -hmm. and pull from that and it creates these beautiful stories. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's so aligned with your brand and one of the greatest offerings that you really kind of have that's embedded in everything that you do with wake up and show up. It's really about being present, Mm -hmm. being in this moment, um, not not taking your life off of just autopilot, allowing life to kind of live for you. Mm -hmm. Because what I've learned is, even as 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 a creator, as a communicator, and I'm aligned with you right there. Is I very very seldom very I can't recall where I've ever recycled to talk. Right, right. That's true. Um, I mean, you have to come up with the sermon every, every single week. Week, you know, and it is a lot. But I do think it's very important to kind of just the, to the value of being present. Yeah. Right. And- allows us to see clearly and yeah. to see things differently and to hear and to catch the stories when they're happening. Absolutely. I, I, I have to say this too, because I am a woman of faith. And I think that when my well is running dry of content, mm-hmm. I go back to the well that That's I right. know. And it is in that, that, that God strengthens me, that he gives me even Mm -hmm. a revelation on something that I was like, oh my goodness. So understanding where I draw, what well Mm -hmm. I draw from. Do you think that, or, or would you agree that storytelling can be therapeutic? Absolutely. I just oprah you. (laughs) He Oprah me. I just Oprah you. I, and, but honestly, I do. I, I do think it's therapeutic. I, I will tell you that, you know, there's sometimes I've had to put out a podcast and I did not have content until an hour before. And we're getting it in. I'm getting it to Daryl at like Wednesday on at 730 and we upload at 12 a.m. So, um... But when I get down and I put pen to paper and I get on the microphone and I tell this story, for me, I always think about the one person that's listening. I mean, I it's great, you know, to get to, and we're going to get to those 50,000, 100,000 downloads per episode. Mm-hmm. But when there's one person that calls and says, Portia, your story, that was my story. Mm-hmm. That helped me. Um, that it helps me to, to those stories have helped me heal. So this, this year of storytelling 
or nine, 10 months of storytelling has been healing for me. I love that. I love that. Very direct question. Um, what and or who inspires you? Why the love? <laughs> it's very direct. Because there's so many people. <clears throat> I, let me not say so many people that inspire me, but I think. Like putting in the context this journey over the last year as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a wife, as a as a woman, as as a dreamer, as a mogul, as a servant, as a friend, as a sister. When you start thinking about where you can draw inspiration from what inspires you and uh, who inspires you. Yep. So I know this is probably going to be something that people say all the time. But for me, I want us to go back that the reason why I left my job was because I wanted more control mm -hmm. over my time mm -hmm. to spend with my family. And when I need a whale to draw from, I go to you all, mm -hmm. you know, especially the children, because. They even to include Jontel at 23 years old, they are where I draw my um, inspiration because I want to make wake up and show up. I want to make Portia Scott Media that bedtime story. I love it. It is the place where your imagination can run wild. And so when I look at my children, I look at what they believed. I looked at how we wanted Jontel to go into college we had his college plan but his imagination took him somewhere else how miracle at such a young age wanted to model and even after they said no it was her imagination that drew her to every other casting mm -hmm. call and with Maddox how keen he is and how sharp he is and when he wants to do something and he has these imaginations of just whatever it is mm -hmm. his drawings that make no sense to us but it is the imagination mm -hmm. and so it is their imaginations that inspire me to go back almost as a child when I tell these stories mm -hmm. is to write that to to create that in my imagination from that space i love that yeah they're fearless they they just own they they don't have inhibitions you they know don't. they don't overthink what can go wrong if this doesn't work and right, things like right. that and they no matter what we say yeah that's the thing it's like yes they respect <laughs> us yeah. but no matter what we say <laughs> it does not negate what they believe That's to be right. true. And right. that is truth. You yeah. know, we uh, people talk about living in their truth. That is the truth is that, yes, I know what's going on around me, but this is so concrete. This mm -hmm. is so my truth that they're it firm on their convictions. They're it's so firm. true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to ask that you would finish or not finish, rather give me your thoughts on the following statement. And the following statement is just this. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. Give me your thoughts on that statement. When you hear that as a statement that in thinking about this journey that we've been on over the last year, you've been on really, I've been standing by jumping in the ring occasionally, right? But, but yeah. you've been on from pride to this runway to being able to, to kind of have the courage and in your instincts and we know that it has not been a walk in the park, but there is this statement and there's this song that says all of my good days outweigh 
my bad days. What are your thoughts on that? It's so funny because as we do this particular episode, today was a really hard day. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt overwhelmed and there was so much going on. And the funny thing is now that we're doing this interview, I don't even remember. In one of the episodes, I talk about the fact that women continue to have multiple children, even though we know the pains of labor. Mm. But once that baby is birthed out, you forget the exact pain. You know it hurt, but you don't know, you don't, you don't remember the intensity of mm. that. And I feel like that all of my good days outweigh my bad days because when I think about my bad days, they don't seem as bad. When I think about the low lows that I had over this year, mm -hmm. in this moment today, as this moment is one of the highs, it so much supersedes that low that I would say, if I had to take that low again to get to this high, mm -hmm. it would be worth it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I absolutely agree that those low moments, even sometimes when they last longer than a moment, when you get to that high, high, when you get to those good days, they really do mm -hmm. superimpose what that bad day looked like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that um, saying that. It's like you got to take the good with the, the bad, bad, right? And yeah. I think that that is the journey of life is that life. I mean, scripturally, if we want to default, even as believers and Jesus followers, the Bible says that in this world, you're going to have trouble, trouble. right? Absolutely. He says, but be of good, good. cheer mm -hmm. because I've overcome the world. So there is no promise that we're just going to have this every single life. day yeah. that's going to be amazing. That with the good, you also get the not so good. That's with right. the amazing, you get the awful. You know, and I think that it's really learning how to best manage through those tough moments and by recalling to our mind and remembering that, hey, I'm not going to allow this moment of discomfort right. to define the entire journey. Absolutely. Because that's not the reality. And even on the other side, I'm not going to allow, allow the moments moment of comfort, of, of greatness to define the journey. I'm going to keep everything in perspective, perspective. and I'm going to develop just this, this steady way of being able to constantly just, just move forward and Absolutely. move the needle. I think it's important for me. Um, when I get on the, the daily show or when I'm on the podcast or, you know, if I'm posting something, it's very important for me to be extremely honest about the journeys, about right. the highs and the lows, but that people see that even in that you I'm still, present, come on. I still showed up That's right. and what else would we be? You know, we always say waking up is automatic, but showing up is intentional That's right. and that showing up is usually much, much easier when it's easy but it's a lot harder when it's challenging mm -hmm. but as long as we're putting one foot in front of the other we're moving the needle mm -hmm. you know I people say it all the time on my Instagram Portia you're just you find the silver lining in everything and 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 sometimes it's very hard for me to do that mm -hmm. but I make a decision to show up and I'm going to put this out there. And sometimes I have to put it out there before I feel mm -hmm. it. 
mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's important that that's what showing up is. It's not this perfect life. It's not this life isn't linear. Mm-hmm. It's fluid. And so, but it's still putting out that I'm a show up, even if my showing up is barely getting my head off the pillow or barely putting my foot into my slippers to get out of bed. I still showed up. I love that. I love that. You know, I was texting back and forth with a gentleman that I get the opportunity to kind of mentee and provide some, some distance of feedback. And I was sharing with him a, uh, a statement and that statement kind of went like this. I said, you know, blank, I won't tell you his name, uh, but he's from the street team. Mm-hmm. I, th- you, I think yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. So I was sharing with him. I said, you know, it's 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 much more f- fulfilling to last for the long haul than to be hot just for a minute. Mm. So in the in the season, we're going viral and popping and being the thing for a minute is popular and it's what we want oftentimes you know how how are you building something that's gonna outlive you that is so good i would i i I would hope that I'm very, I think one of the things that I have been and have tried to be from the beginning is intentional in this and knowing that what I'm building is not just for Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or for people to just say, oh, that's amazing. But I want to build a place one where people want to come and work and serve and where we are impacting humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the very first part that is the very first value is that we're going to provide impact to humanity, whatever that looks like. And I think that when your business, when your organization is centered around service, I love that. I believe that that you're able to build for the long haul because service is never easy. Mm-hmm. But people want to be a part of something where they feel like what I'm doing matters. Mm-hmm. And so whether that is on the daily show where we're doing and and partnering with other organizations that don't know, those organizations don't know we're partnering mm-hmm. with them, we're putting it out, but they don't have to know. All I care about is if somebody from our team, our community gave five dollars mm-hmm. or ten dollars to help someone out or that we're doing these acts of kindness. It is those kind of things that are sustainable with service, but also ensuring that we have the processes in place mm-hmm. as well. So over this last couple of months where it didn't seem like we were getting clients, it didn't seem like anyone was coming in, we were producing processes. Mm-hmm. So when you come on the show, there is a process built around mm-hmm. there. There's emails that go out. There's all of these things that we always already have planned. When you come in and want to have our services, there's invoicing processes mm-hmm. and all of these things, statements of work that go out, client agreements. Like we operate as if we are Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And so we're building based upon that. And I so Coke and Gillette, they didn't get there in two years. Mm-hmm. It was building and building and building. Right. They didn't just want to be hot for a bit, but right. they got lasting, sustainable, steady success. Absolutely. I love that. Um, 
This is going to be a bit of a, a rapid fire okay. here. I've got okay. two questions left. This is one of them. And this is going to be a bit of a rapid fire. Okay. And here's the question, right? So I'm going to give you one word. Mm-hmm. And I want you in 10 seconds or less, hear me, 10 seconds or less to kind of tell me the first few phrases that come to mind. Okay. 10 seconds or less. I'm going to give you a word. Okay. In 10 seconds or less, I want you to tell me the first few phrases that come to mind and we're going fast. Okay. All right? All right. Opportunity. Opportunity. Oh, opportunity is always knocking. Hey, okay, good. Hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Relevance. You define what relevance means to you. Purpose. Purpose is like a river, and it flows in every area of your life. Community. We were made for community. None of us is an island. Boundaries. Put boundaries in place to save your peace. Impact. Impact. Oh, my goodness. Um, impact humanity. I know it's at the end of something. I, say I, I love can't remember it. I love it. I love it. It's okay because you kind of had that weaved in through every other response, too. Yeah. So you're good. All right. Here's our final question, my darling, my love. And before I give you the final question, I want to acknowledge you is I have said over and over and over again, just being able to kind of have a front row seat and occasionally kind of jumping in the ring and watching you navigate through this journey, how proud I am of you. But I've also been inspired by you that in 2023, (laughs) I am also going to start a podcast. Okay. Well, maybe 2024. You keep pushing it out. Don't push it out. Let's execute. Let's execute. Let's execute. By what it is that you do. It's, I do acknowledge you. I'm Thank very, you. very proud of you. I appreciate that. And our final question is, we're sitting here this time next year, and you've accomplished many of the things on your bucket list and on your vision board. You think you know where I'm going, but you don't. I don't, actually. I literally this. don't know. But besides all of those tasks, besides all of those things, What do you want to be most proud of? Wow. So everything has happened. What do you want to be most proud of? The one thing that I want to be most proud of is that I can still look myself in the mirror and I still have my integrity and I am proud of the woman that's looking back. I love that. I love that. I love that. And so that's it. Congratulations on year number one. And we've got a a full journey ahead of inspiring the world to take their life off of autopilot, to wake up and show up and to live intentionally. Thank you very much for uh, being a guest on on the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. And uh, it's been great. Bye, guys. Entrepreneurship is a runway. The more weight you carry, the longer the runway has to be in order for effective liftoff. Author unknown. 
As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thanks again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.